Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. An unexpected call. How many of you guys saw the announcement on social media about what we're going to be speaking today? And if you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you see that God called people. As a matter of fact, I started counting off the top of my head today. How many people, how many callings do I remember? And, and I counted 18. And I'll share them with you today. If you read the Bible, you'll see that God called men. God called women. God called senior citizens. God called young people. God even called a mule, a donkey. If people, if men and women and young people are not willing to be used by God and answer his call, then the rocks will say what God needs to be said, right? So God's going to make sure that he uses somebody. But I don't know about you. I want God to use me. If God has a plan for my life, I want him to use me. Is there anybody here that feels the same way? Awesome. Every person that God called didn't answer God the same way. They all had different ways of answering. Some people freaked out. Some people answered the call. Some people say, see, I'm going to go the other way, Jonas. Everybody had a different way. So I started jotting down some, and I came across Abraham, Moses. God called them when they were 75, 80 years old. I mean, senior citizens with their AAA pass. Deborah, ladies, where are the ladies at? God called women, yeah. Gideon, then there's prophets that God called, like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. God called John the Baptist, this crazy dude that he used to eat uh, grasshoppers. I mean, weird guy. But God called him. You see, God could use weird people too. See, there's hope for you <laughs> and me. Jesus had a calling from God. Mary, God called Mary for a specific role. Peter, Saul, who later, who later became Paul, was called by God. Then we have Nicodemus. We even had a young person called Timothy. Timothy was a young dude when God called him. I don't take lightly the fact that I'm standing here. I think that there's a, there's a reason here. And, and I think there's a reason why you're sitting where you are or watching us through this live stream. Because I believe today many of us here, as well as those that are watching at home, will be surprised by an unexpected call. I just want to say this. If you're breathing right now, if you have life, you have a calling from God. And I'm going to prove it to you in just a bit. But if you're breathing right now, and if you're alive... It's because there's a calling of God for your life. And there's a passage in the Bible that says that many are called, but few are chosen. And I remember when I was little, I used to ask my dad and I used to think, I'm like, why would God, why would there be so many called? God will call so many, but he would only choose so many. Is he a God that, you know, he says yes to this one and no to that one? I mean, it, does it have to do with the qualities that I have? Does it have, well, I mean, why would God, you know, choose him and not choose me? And as I got older and my dad started explaining that, it's not that God picks and chooses certain people. The reason why you're alive is because God has a plan for you. If everybody's called, why are so few chosen? And the reason why so few are chosen is because the chosen are the ones that say, God, use me. It has nothing to do with God. I realize that God choosing you depends wholly on your response to his call. It depends solely on what you do with God's call. The first thing I want to do here is have you understand that God called you. 
that in 2020, in the midst of COVID-19, one of the nastiest pandemic in the history of mankind, God is still looking and calling people just like the people that I just mentioned, just like Moses, just like Jesus, just like Paul. Right now, in this time, God is looking for young people, women, men, senior citizens, anybody that would answer God's call. And it's possible that some of you guys here probably didn't even know as you're sitting here that God still called people in 2020. Maybe there's some of you that might know that God calls, but you might think that he's definitely not going to want to call you because there's others that are better qualified. There's others that are smarter. There's others that are more talented. They're less of a mess up than you are. Then there are others who, who know that God calls and you know that God's been calling you specifically, but you just haven't given it much thought or you just haven't taken the time to answer the call and say, God, I'm ready. And what I believe the Holy Spirit is doing today is speaking to your heart. And I truly believe that God is going to speak to some people today and that callings are going to be activated and that people's response, maybe the response that you've been delaying for so long, today is the day of that unexpected call and you're going to answer it and do your part. How many believe that? Can we give God a praise in this house? And What happened to my rowdy bunch? Come on. It doesn't matter which of these groups you belong to today. You are here. And by you being here and by you being connected with what we're doing, I believe that today God is extending an unexpected call to you. And you might be surprised. I could have chosen any of these stories of all these men and women and, and young people and that, that I mentioned. But I decided to go with Jeremiah because Jeremiah is special. Jeremiah was a young person when God called him and he never had talked to him ever. Going about his life, doing stuff, having plans. And all of a sudden, one day, just like any other day, God just shows up and says, hey, what's up? I'm God, by the way, and I have a plan for your life. And I think that's what's going on today. I want you to go with me to the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. And as you go in your Bible, I want you to think about this. What does it mean to be called by God? What does it involve? Because sometimes in church we can come here and, and always hear about God's calling you, God's calling you. But what does it mean to you? It's silly to, to even think that God doesn't know our life. Some people think that God's not involved or that God's too busy. But I'm going to show you now through the life of Jeremiah that God knows you and knows you very, very well. The times in the Bible when God called someone... Every single time, people freaked out. People were surprised by the call. It was an unexpected call. You see, because God knew he was going to appear to that person, but that person had no idea. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, Moses sees a burning bush. And uh, what in the world? The bush is talking to me? And then Abraham, God tells him when he's 80 years old, usually that's the time when people settle, right? People are just, they're done with life. 80 years old. I'm retired. I don't work anymore. Leave me alone. Bring me my grandkids on the weekend for a couple of hours. Then take them because I can't stand the noise. Right? Any grandparents here? And, and, and you're just settled. And God says, okay, now now's when it's going to start getting good. So get up. Leave your house. Leave your family. Leave your city. And start walking in the wilderness, in the desert, until I tell you to stop. And when I tell you to stop, that's where you're going to start this nation that I'm going to make out of just you and your wife. On top of that, his wife couldn't have kids. She was barren. 
old and barren. I mean, just, and that's the type of God that we serve, you see? It's a God of impossibility. And maybe you're sitting there and saying, God, since we started talking about this call, and you're like, oh man, I came to church today, and they're talking about calling, that God is calling me? Come on, God doesn't want, the last person he wants to use is you. No, because you think that way, you're the person that he wants to use. Because God is the God of, of the improbable. Jeremiah chapter one, you're there with me? It says this, the Lord gave me this message. So God comes, shows up to Jeremiah, and this is the first thing he tells him. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nation. Check this out. The first thing that God wants you to know, the, the, the purpose why you're here today, because God wants you to know that you are known. And I know that maybe for some people that doesn't mean a lot, but for others, that may be what you get out of tonight, out of today or this afternoon. You are known. Don't think for one second that God doesn't know what you're going through or that, that God doesn't know your struggle or that God doesn't, doesn't know the details of your life because he knows you better than you know yourself. And, and I think it's crazy that out of all the things that God could have told Jeremiah, I mean, hell, I mean, heck, the first thing that he's going to tell him is, hey, know that you're known. Know that you're known. It's like God could have told him so many things, but he wanted to let him know that God knew him. Maybe it's because he doubted that sometimes. And I want you, if, if you're sitting here in JTP Church or you're watching us, I want you to know that God knows you. You are known. And he tells them not only that he is known, he starts telling him that before he was formed in his mother's womb, before he was born, God set him apart. So I want you to, I want you to know today, or God wants you to know, that he knows what you have for breakfast today. How many of you had breakfast? Good breakfast, so-so breakfast, not so good breakfast. Gonna make up for it with, for lunch? Okay, <laughs> okay, the sleepy heads, all right. So God knows what you had for breakfast. He knows what you did yesterday or stopped doing yesterday or didn't do yesterday. He knows how much you have in your bank account right now to the last penny. He knows. He knows which thought right now is competing with the message that he's trying to share with you today. God just knows everything. And what I'm trying to tell you is that he knows. So he grabs Jeremiah and I love it that he's young. He grabs him and he tells him, listen, I know you. And even before you were born, even before you even existed, I already thought about you. I already knew you. I had a plan for your life. And I set you apart. Listen to me. Listen to me. It doesn't matter who you are, what your background is, how many times you failed God, how, many, how long you've been in the church, or if this is the first time ever you listen to a message like this. God wants you to know that he set you apart for something. Maybe you don't know what that something is. And that's our journey. But God set you apart. And he tells Jeremiah this. And Jeremiah is a representation of who you are and who I am. I set you apart. I know you. I set you apart. And then he tells them for what? I love it because God is specific. He tells them, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So before you were born, before you were formed in your mom's womb, God already knew you. Isn't that incredible? God already knew you. 
and he has set you apart for something special. Remember when I was waiting for my son to be born, Luca, uh, we started going through a series of sonograms, right? To make sure that the baby's healthy. And it's, it's an amazing process. For those that uh, still haven't had the privilege to be a father or a mother, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, the first one, one of the first ones is when you hear the heartbeat. And it's just the fact that something inside, uh, you know, and not, obviously not of me, but my wife, it, it's alive, you know. And then you could hear the heart beating. And I remember the doctor, when it started beating fast, he says, oh, fast heartbeats means it could be a boy. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Wow, boy, little me. Um, it's exciting. And then, you know, as time started passing, you start seeing the development of the baby. And then it gets to the point where they tell you, look, if you want, you could pay extra and you could get a 3D sonogram. And you could see, you know, the, the face of the boy and, you know, you could tell the nose and certain things. And I'm like, we were talking with my wife because we have to pay additional for that. And just having a baby is expensive. For those that have had one, you probably say amen, right? Uh, but we were like, yes, we definitely, I told Carly, we have to do it. I want to see, I want to be able to see what he looks like. I want to count his fingers, make sure he has 10, and his toes. I want to make sure he has 10. I want to make sure, I want to see his nose, make sure he doesn't get my nose and gets my wife's nose instead, please, Lord. Right? And, and, and then I just, I just wanted to know. And I think that's the heart of the Father. God, God loves you. He knows you. He's desperate to know you more. In a personal level, obviously, God knows everything about you. But he loves to have a relationship with you, for you to talk to him. And he's here with Jeremiah, and he's telling him, young man, this is the first time we speak. But just so that you know, before we even existed, I already knew you. And I set you apart so that you may be, pause, a prophet to the nations. How would you take it if God just interrupts your sleep today at four in the morning... First of all, you see God, hello, and he tells you, hey, I know you, I've been watching you, I know all about you, go heat. <laughs> and then he starts telling you all these things, and he says, hey, by the way, even before you were born, I already knew you, I had plans for you, yep, been watching you really close. As a matter of fact, I set you apart. You didn't know this, you're 16, you're 20, you're 25 right now. But even before you were born, I already set you apart and I appointed you to be a prophet, to be a voice to the 350 million people in the United States of America. How would you feel? Uh, you sure you got the right person? Me? I know you know me and everything, but were you there when I messed up yet last week? Did you see that? Are you sure you want me to be what you want me to be after knowing that I did that? <laughs> And, and Jeremiah was freaked out. And I believe that sometimes when, when you understand that God has called you for something supernatural. Listen, because God's calling is not so that you could do something that you could do in your power. And we'll get to that in a bit. But it's to do something that you can't do in your power. Something, something great. So he's telling him, Jeremiah, I chose you. I have a plan for you. And I believe God today is saying, Giselle, Javi, David. Joanna, I called you. I have a specific plan for your life. And I'm not going to give up until I see you fulfilling that plan. And I'm going to see it. 
And there's something that has to be done on our part as well. So God chose you, set you apart to be something special for the kingdom. And listen, we become in life a lot of things. There's teachers among us. There's therapists. There's entrepreneurs, people that have started their own business. There's uh, house moms. There's a, a lot of things that we become. But when God tells them, and I believe that has to do with our essence. You know, some, some people love to serve people and then they become nurses because they like to help people naturally. It's something that God put in their heart. They like to help. But when God talks about his calling, he's talking about a spiritual calling to lead people in a spiritual way, not just what you do for a living. And when he comes to Jeremiah, he says, look, you, you, what you do for a living is one thing, but I want you to understand that I've called you and I've separated for, you, for something even greater than what you could imagine. And check this out. Jeremiah responds like most of us respond. You know how much most of us respond? We give a thousand excuses. We love to give God excuses. Say, God, no, not me. Haven't you seen my brother Aaron that he speaks so much better than I do? I can't even, I stutter God. That was Moses' case, right? And sometimes we tell God and we give him all our excuses. I think you're wrong. You know all things, God, but... This one might have slipped your mind. I don't think I'm the right person. Actually, I'm, I'm certain, God, that I'm not the person that you're calling for this. And Jeremiah 1.6, he says, Oh, sovereign Lord, I can't speak for you. I am too young. I have a problem, God. You see, you're calling me to do this crazy thing that you want me to be the voice of an entire nation. And I'm just 16. And I'm just 20. God, I can't. I'm too young. How many times, let's be honest, have we told God we can't do something because we felt inadequate or we felt that we don't have what it takes? Let's be honest. Right over here. I'm the first hand that goes up. No, God, I can't do that. I'm just, I'm too young. And anytime you start a response to God with, oh, sovereign, sovereign God, it's like, uh, God, uh, it's not going to happen. I think you got the wrong person. God, I can't. God, I got a lot on my plate right now. God, I'm not the right person. I'm still figuring stuff out. I'm not ready. Maybe some other time when I'm more mature, when I'm more settled. God, maybe when I get married, just let me enjoy my single life, my single years. Or Lord, you know, when I have my children, I'll, I'll do it. I'll answer your call. You can count on it. Come and get me after I have my children. But now, I just got married. I'm in my honeymoon. Let me enjoy my wife. Let me enjoy my husband. Let me enjoy traveling. Let me enjoy. Or when I make more money, God, because I got to just, I got to work now. I got I got three jobs. I got to do overtime. It's just, I want to get married, but I'm not ready. So God, come calling me when it's more convenient. And it's, you see, it's not... Not only is it your current life situation that gets in the way of God's calling, sometimes it's how you see yourself as well. Sometimes it's the fact that you see yourself that you're not enough. Like in the case of Jeremiah. Sometimes it's your thoughts playing tricks on you, telling you that you're not qualified, you're not ready, you're just not the one. 
Call me for something simpler. God, I'll play the drums. I'll practice. And, but to be a voice to the United States of America, God, I mean, that's, that's a little too extreme. Sometimes we try to limit what God wants to do in our lives. And we don't have faith to believe that God is calling us to do great. And I want you to continue reading with me. In verse number seven, I'm still in Jeremiah one, because we need to be careful of what we say and what we think. Everybody say, I got to be careful with what I say and how I think. Because if you think the wrong way or if you talk the wrong way, you could abort God's calling. God could have an amazing purpose for your life, but because your words don't agree with it or your thoughts don't agree with it, you delay it, you abort it. And look what God tells Jeremiah. I want, you to, I want you to put yourself in Jeremiah's shoes, okay? God's telling him all these crazy things that he wants to do, that he knows them, that he's separating them, set them apart, appointed for, to be a prophet for the nations. And then he's like, oh no, God, I can't, I'm too young. And look what God tells him. And I believe God's going to speak to some of you guys with this. He says, don't say, I'm too young. For you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and I'll protect you. I love God. I don't know what Jeremiah was struggling with. Maybe he was shy and he says, God, I'm going to be a prophet to a whole nation. God, I can't even talk to a person one-on-one. I get, I'm shy. I'm, I get nervous. I start sweating. I, you know, Only God knows what Jeremiah was going through because God knows us right? Every single detail. But God tries to assure him. I'm guessing that he had a problem with people or he was nervous or shy. And God tells him, don't be afraid of the people because I will be with you and I will protect you. I want to tell you something here. When God calls you, he'll equip you. When God tells you, look, I'm going to use you for this. I'm going to, no matter how great and no matter how impossible what God wants to do through you, you can be you can rest assured that God is going to give you what it takes. It's not going to come from you. You're not going to save the world. It's going to be God through you. But the, the way God works in the earth and the way God works in 2020 and has worked for, forever is that he uses people. He uses men. He uses women. He uses young people. He's, it doesn't matter how, your age. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't. He uses people. How many of you guys have ever seen Jesus walk down the streets of Doral and heal the sick? doesn't work that way. He's sitting at the right hand of God. Jesus is. And God is sitting in his throne. But the Holy Spirit is working in you and me and looking for people that will answer his call and say, God, I believe you as crazy as it is, but here I am. Use me because I want to make a difference in my generation. And God looks for people. And he says, look, don't worry about the people. Don't be afraid of the people, he tells Jeremiah, because I'm going to be with you and I'm going to protect you. Isn't that reassuring that no matter how much craziness can result from me answering God's call, God says, I got your back. I'm protecting you. It, it might get crazy, and we're going to see in a little bit that he starts telling him some of the things that we're really going to get crazy. But he says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to protect you. Nothing's going to harm you. Isn't that amazing? And I think that God is reassuring people here because sometimes we think that we're going to miss out on life 
Listen to me. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Sometimes we think that we're going to miss out on life if we accept God's calling. Let me, let me watch out. Let me be careful not to get too involved. Let me be careful not to get too into God's calling because I could be missing out on other opportunities when it's the other way around. Sometimes you're giving too much thought to other things and it's keeping you from what God has created you. So he told them, I'm going to protect you. And then he signs, like saying, look, it's me, God, all right? First time we met, first time I talked to you, but it's me. He says, I, the Lord, have spoken. And then verse 9 says, then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some of you, or some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plan. So once overcame that fear, and this is, this is what sometimes gets us, that we can never just trust God and say, God, fine. Because a lot of people freaked out when God called them in the Bible. Come on. Moses freaked out. I can't talk. Abraham, Gideon, you know, the smallest one from the smallest tribe, and, and the Midianites are coming, and, 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 and God calls them. But when God tells them, I'm going to be with you, you see, that's what makes the difference between the two groups of people. There's some people that still stay in fear and don't stand up and activate their calling. Where there are people that allow and trust God and say, God, if you're going to be with me, I'm going to do what I have to do and I'm going to trust you and I'm going to see the glory of God. And Jeremiah did that. He decided to believe God. And God said, because you believe, now I'm going to touch your lips. And the Bible says that God himself, this must have been crazy, but God touched his lips. And the minute God touched Jeremiah's lips, he says that now, from that point on, Jeremiah will never speak his words. He would speak God's words. So even though he was young, even though he was inexperienced, even though he, had, he was shy maybe, I don't know, now every time he opened his mouth, it was God speaking through him. Sometimes the reason why we can't accomplish God's plan is because you think you're going to have to do it in your own power. And you're like, how? I don't see it. You don't have to see it. You just have to trust God, be willing, believe, and let God touch your lips so you can be a voice to your generation. And Jeremiah overcame all these things that you and I struggle with. He said, I'm going to decide and I'm going I'm I'm to believe God. I'm going to trust him 100%. And when he did that, God touched his lips and his words came into his mouth. JTP Church, when God calls you, he will always deposit some of him in you. When God finds a willing vessel, somebody that's willing to give themselves 100%, not just partially, but say, God, I want to live for the cause of your name. God takes something of his, essence of his, and pours it in your life. And that's what's going to make the difference. It's not going to be your talent. It's not going to be uh, your abilities. It's not going to be, it's going to be what of God has come from God and has been placed on you. That's what's going to make the difference. Then some people unfortunately think that they could accomplish God's calling with your own toolbox. I got my own tools. I got my stuff. It doesn't work that way. He already knows we don't have what it takes. 
but he promises the pour of his supernatural power in us to accomplish his call. I want to move on. Because God not only tells him that he's going to give him his words, he also tells him that he's going to give him his authority. When God finds somebody that's willing to answer this unexpected call, he's going to give you his power and he's also going to give you his authority. Because people would have said, when God would send this young man to speak to the nations or to the kings, and all of a sudden they see a young guy, 16, 17 years old, they could, they could say, who the heck is this guy? Where did he come from? Is he like the son of the king? What, what's the deal? And this guy's talking on behalf of God, but God told him that I'm going to put my words in your, in your mouth, but I'm going to also give you authority. You see, when the Holy Spirit fills you, he gives you the authority to speak words, to be able to speak life into people because you're not speaking your words. You're speaking the Holy Spirit, words from God. When you're leading worship here and God, the Holy Spirit and you're on fire for God, God puts words, specific words for people that are watching us or people that are, could be here and going through tough times and you speak the word and you speak them with authority because you are being used as an instrument of God and you know that you were called for that purpose and you know that you're making a difference and you're ministering to hearts, transforming people through the power of the Holy Spirit instead of just leading a song. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Now look, verse 17. Jeremiah 1, verse 17. Once this whole debate is done, and Jeremiah understands that God called him, and Jeremiah finally stops wrestling with God. And I think that maybe some of you guys are in that stage. I've been there, and I was there for a long time wrestling with God, wrestling with the call of God and saying, God, not now, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, and just waiting. Once Jeremiah finally said, okay, God, I'm willing. And God touched his lips and says, okay, you're ready. Now look what happens. Verse 17 says, get up and prepare for action. Everybody say, get up and prepare for action. Come on, say it louder. Get up and prepare for action. So this is what the Holy Spirit told me. It's, it's not just about what God does for you. When God calls you, it's true that it's going to be God's power in you. But you need to be involved in the process. A lot of people, God has poured his spirit on you. You know that you're called. But God's still waiting for you to get up. Come on. Stand up. Get to action. Do something. And I love that after God touched his lips and poured of his spirit, he's telling him, okay, but now you're going to have to be brave. Now you're going to have to stand up. And he tells him, get up and prepare for action. Go out and tell them everything I tell you to say. FYI, God still hasn't given him the script. He doesn't know what he's going to say, but he says, get up, move, go to the people. And when you're there, when you open your mouth, I'm going to fill your mouth with words. But you need to get up. Some people are waiting for God to take them out of their, you know, out of the slumber and just hear and just baby them through the whole process. And God does most of the work, but God is looking for people that are willing to roll up their sleeves, willing to serve when others aren't serving, willing to offer hope when others are freaking out, willing to do things that are others because of who is inside of you and because of who called you. 
So he tells them, do not be afraid of them or I will make you look foolish in front of them. For see, today I have made you strong. I love that word. And I think that's, that talks about what God is doing today. This is why God brought you to JTP Church. This is why you're connected. God tells you, because today I have made you strong like a fortified city that cannot be captured, like an iron pillar or a bronze wall. You will stand against the whole land. Yeah, little old you, Jeremiah. The king's the officials, the priests, the people of Judah, they will fight you, but they will fail for I am with you and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Man, let me tell you, it's scary. All of this in one day? Imagine Jeremiah. Uh, 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 how do you process that? First of all, God just shows up. I mean, God... That would be enough to make my day. But now all these things are happening and it's just, it's scary. What? God, they're, they're going to fight me? Who said anything about a fight? Wait a second. Wait a second. I know I said, okay, I believe you and I trust you and I'm willing to assume my calling. But you never said anything about a fight. And, and what? Officials? Kings? And wait, what's going on here, God? I, uh, can you give me a little bit more? Because I don't understand. I didn't say this God I'm good I'm good where I was it could be intimidating to take that unexpected call sometimes but when you know who it's that called you when you hear that his will put his words in your mouth when he tells you that today he has made you strong so that no one could overcome you I mean there, it gives you a sense of security when God tells you look don't worry about the calling by the way it's not going to be easy. You're going to have fights. There's going to be haters. There's going to be people that aren't going to pay you your good for good. They're going to pay you evil for good. But relax because I will overcome. I will never leave you. It doesn't matter if people fight you because I'm going to make sure that you win every fight. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter the struggle. It doesn't matter what it takes. It doesn't matter how difficult it is when God guarantees your, your end and your future. So yeah, it could be scary. Say God is calling me for something else and there's a lot of young people here and God has amazing plans just like he had for Jeremiah for your life. He knows you. You've been called. And now it's on you. The ball's on your court. Are you going to answer God's call? And this is, this is what God needs and this is how we show God whether we're ready for that call or whether now is not the time. You see, before God touches your life and pours of himself in you, like when he touched Jeremiah's lips, he needs to find a heart that has two things. Pay attention. God needs to find a heart, number one, that believes. He needs to find a heart that has faith. That's why when they didn't believe at the beginning, God told him, look, I'm going to be with you. I'll strengthen you. You're, I'm never going to leave you. Why? Because God wanted to get them to the place where they believed everything that God was promised. Maybe you're not there yet, but I believe the Holy Spirit is doing a work as we speak right now and strengthening your heart and taking your heart from being an un unbeliever to believing. And I'm just talking, I'm not talking about believing, about serving God and, and no, no, I'm talking about 
connecting myself with the great things that God has for my life, for his divine purpose for my life. God, no matter how crazy, no matter how difficult, I'm going to believe. And the second thing God seeks for a heart or in our hearts is willingness. There are those that believe. I believe, God, that you can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Are you willing? Mm, not right now. Too much. Can you tone it down a bit? Jesus, maybe can you? How about a pastor of a 400-member church? I mean, let's work our way up there. I mean, profit to the whole nation. I mean, come on, God. Can we just start little by little? And, 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 and we try to negotiate with God. And as long as you're not willing, God is never going to be able to do his work or what he wants to do in your life. So God is seeking today, JTP Church, hearts that believe, faith, and hearts that are willing. 100%, no matter what it takes, God, I am sold. I am all in. Y'all know what all in, right? Y'all know what that is? 100%, I'm going. Tell me what it is. Equip me. I trust you. I know this is not going to come from me. Just wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing. And here I am. And I'm trusting and believing that God is stirring up hearts today in their living room, in here, and getting you ready. Because even if you're serving God right now, sometimes we could just fall back and become so comfortable what we already know and what we already do and the minute God wants to push us out of our comfort zone then that's when <sighs> and I believe God today has given every single one of us an unexpected call we live in one of the most sexually perverse cities in the United States we live in a city where there's a lot of rebellion. There's a lot, there's a lot of need of Jesus in the city. There's a reason why you're here. There's a lot of work to do. And you know the Lord. All God needs is for you to want to be a voice to your generation. And for you to believe God. If you have those two qualities, then God will touch your lips today. And he'll do something incredible. And use you in a way that you never imagined. But you need to have those two things. I'm not going to ask you to stand on your feet as we wrap this up. Because look what happens. When God finds, listen up guys, when God finds or when God touches your life and pours of himself in you, he fills your heart and he, gets, he starts getting you ready for what's to come. He starts speaking to you. He starts preparing you. And Jeremiah experienced this. God will give him specific messages. Tell him, I want you to go and say this. And Jeremiah just went and did what God told him to do. Sometimes it stirred fire and people didn't like the message because Israel was hard-headed and God called Jeremiah to give a strong message. Look, if you guys don't shape up, it's not going to end well with you guys. And then people, obviously, they wanted to shoot the messenger. And Jeremiah were like, oh, people hate me. God, why'd you send me to do this? People hate Don't worry about it. They're going to fight you, but I protect you. I got your back, but you need to do it. Don't, don't ever think that what God calls you to do is going to be easy. Don't ever think that by serving God, everybody's going to applaud you. There's going to be haters. 
There's going to be people that don't understand. There's going to be people. But let me tell you, there's nothing more satisfying to know that you're in the place where God wants you to be, doing what God called you to do, and being effective for the kingdom. As long as I'm doing good by God, that's where I want to be. That's the place where I want to be. I want to reach the end of my life holding my head up high and saying, look, I haven't been perfect, but I have been willing. And even through my imperfections, I allowed God to make me better. And when it was my turn to step up, I didn't tell God, wait. Wait a little bit longer. Wait until I get my stuff together. Wait until I'm less messy. Wait until, no, no, no. I told God, use me now. And now, I thank God because if it wasn't for that decision that I made when I was 18 or when I was 20 or 30 or 50 or 70, now I'd be regretting a lot of decisions that I made. And you know what? As a pastor, I talk to a lot of people. I see a lot of people. And what's so sad is seeing so many people regretting things in life. Why is it that sometimes people have to wait until they get on their deathbeds to say, oh, I should have served God more. Oh, I should have. That's not the way God intended you to end. He wants you to end like Paul, saying, I have ran the race. I have fought the good fight, and now there's a crown that's waiting for me. I did my part. So Timothy, carry on the torch. You continue what I started. God is looking for people that today will answer his unexpected call. And when God finds a heart with these two qualities, faith and willingness he fills that heart with his grace and power and says get up and prepare for action so i'm going to make a prayer i want to pray with you guys today for those people that today they want to tell god god i've been pushing you aside or maybe i didn't even know that there was a calling over my life but today i make that decision to believe number one that there's a calling for my life and that you want to use me and number two that I'm willing, no matter what you want to do in my life, to be used as an instrument in your hands. And when God sees that, His grace and power will come over you. And that's when you're, you have to get up and start getting into action. There will be times where fear and doubt will want to invade your heart, but God tells you, do not be afraid because today I have made you strong. I believe that that's going to happen today. September 6, 2020 is the day that you're going to mark on your calendar and you're going to be able to write, today God made me strong. Maybe you were weak till now. Maybe there were things that, you know, scared you. It's okay. It happens to a lot of us. But I believe that today was prophetic and that today God is making you strong, supernaturally strong to accomplish what God called you to do. So I want to pray for you guys, for your callings, and for those hearts that dare to believe and are willing to answer his unexpected call. Because let's be honest, none of you guys thought that God was going to come calling today. But he did. Maybe not the way you expected him. Maybe not like Jeremiah that I saw him face to face. You see, God sometimes uses messengers. And don't be surprised because tomorrow he's going to be using you to reach people to encourage them to hope, to pray for a sick person and see them recover supernaturally, to pray for somebody that's bound to addiction and things that they can't let go, to vices and watch the power of the Holy Spirit and break that vice in, in an instant. 
and you're going to be the person that God's going to use. They will fight you. Fight to me, it may get intense, but then God adds, but they will fail because I am with you and I'll protect you. So I want everybody to close their eyes today. And I know this is challenging. And that's what God does when he wakes us up. Jeremiah was challenged and he was there. Didn't expect it, just like you didn't expect today that we were going to be talking about this, but God comes calling at the door of your heart today. And he wants to know, will he find a heart that believes? And will he find a heart that is willing? That's all. Man, God, listen to me. God does not need you to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. We become perfect the closer we get to God. In the, it's part of the journey. We become perfect. God just needs, and I repeat, a heart that believes that God knows you. A heart that believes that God loves you, that he wants to use you. Number two, a heart that is willing to say, God, use me in whatever capacity you want. Whether it goes with my plans or not, I am willing to accept your will for my life. And if that's you at the count of three, I want every eye, every eye closed. I want to pray for the hands that go up. So at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand if God spoke to you, spoke to you today and you have a heart that believes and a heart that's willing. One, two, and three. Okay, I see your hand. And more importantly, God sees your hand. Lord, I thank you because you promised to be with us every single day till the end. And today is no exception. You're here. And I believe the word that you just spoke, God, through me, has penetrated hearts, God. And there's a lot of people here that you've called. Every single one of them. Some of us, God, we've just been struggling with the call, ignoring it. Sometimes not even realizing that it's there, God. But today, God, it was evident that you're calling us and that you want to do something special something that goes beyond anything that we can plan for ourselves God and I pray in Jesus name that every single hand up representing a heart that number one believes and number two is willing right now is made strong today in Jesus name God the the process of preparation for the great and supernatural things that are to come for the great and incredible calling that you have for their lives God you're making them strong today in Jesus name and I declare just as you touched Jeremiah's lips I declare in Jesus name that the power of this Holy Spirit right now is touching people getting them ready strengthening them and pouring out the Holy Spirit over their lives for them to make an impact and affect their generation God in a way that you know how I declare in Jesus' name that this is the beginning of that process. And I declare, God, that every decision now of every single person that is willing to assume your calling, God will not be left behind, will not be forgotten. I declare in Jesus' name that every single person with their hand held high here will accomplish your will and will be willing to see your power flowing through them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, come on, JTP Church. Let me hear you if you're willing to assume God's call. Let me hear you if you have a heart that believes everything that God wants to do in you and through you. Come on.